This is Alicia. Hi, this is Jane. And we're the Log, Log Ladies. Hi, Alicia. Hey, Jane. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit down. No. No. From this episode. From this episode. And okay. Life, of course. And under- life. But. That's under- <laughs> Always life. <laughs> oh, well, that's understandable, I guess. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's getting kind of heavy. It's getting dark. Oh, okay, well, before we get dark, I have a question okay. I want to ask you. Okay. Um, I feel like it would be interesting to talk about what other shows we love. <gasps> um, to give people an idea of, like, you know, I don't know, like, if they should even trust us in our opinions, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, what if we, like, only like bad shows? Like, what if we only watch The Bachelorette? That's not one of the shows I watch, I swear. Yes, it you totally do. Is. It totally is. <laughs> That's my guilty pleasure show, though, so it's okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, um, do you have a few that you, you want to list off the top of your... Okay, actually, look, top three shows. Ooh, like, ever or right now? I watch a lot of oh, shows, I feel shit. like. I do, too. Um... Let's okay. try. Let's try ever. Okay. Yes. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm just gonna disagree with you and do right now because that's all I can. Okay. That's what's popping into my head, and it's like I'm Fine. about to explode. Um. Well, right now, slash, I guess a month ago, like Mad Men. Um. Mm. Is really into The Walking Dead, and mm. then Orange Is the New Black. Nice. Those are like my three big right nows. Okay. And Game of Thrones four. Okay. Oh my God, Game of Thrones! You almost forgot it. I know. What are yours? Um. Okay, right now, one for sure is Bob's Burgers. I'm obsessed with it. Oh, I I've just, just been watching the it over first over. episode with you. You just showed it to me. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It was pretty so funny. Heartwarming. It just feels like the original Simpsons. Um, and crap. I guess um, um, Breaking Bad. Ooh, good one. And um, what was one that you just named? Game of Thrones. Oh, Mad, Mad Men. Men. I think Mad Men's one of my favorite shows ever. Um, and oh wait, that's it. That's three. Okay, just like really quickly though, I I feel like I watch a thousand shows. I feel like I'm I'm really big on like cult phenomenon television shows, mm-hmm. and I've seen every episode of Mash. I've seen every episode of the Dick Van Dyke Show. I've seen every episode of friends which most people have seen yeah. <laughs> but there's oh and buffy i like i just went through a phase where all i did was watch cult tv shows oh that's amazing actually i feel like i've missed out on a lot of them it was the best i feel like you'd really like buffy i feel like you would love buffy you should go back and watch that i think it's on hulu i've seen some of it when it was when it was on i watched some of it but I think it's Not almost it. better as an adult. Oh, and I watched Veronica Mars recently. <gasps> I love Veronica Mars. It's so good. Didn't we watch the <sighs> movie together? Yes, we did. Yeah. I forgot we did that. Yeah. It was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, it was so satisfying, that movie. <laughs> you know what's funny? I feel like we are both independently lovers of television, but I don't think that's ever been like a big thing of our friendship. I'm just realizing. You're kind of right. Isn't that weird? It's like we always talk about movies separate. and TV, but it's never been like we never get obsessed with the same shows at the same time necessarily. 
Yeah, we were always kind of like different times. Yeah. Because I remember you were watching like Mad Men and Game of Thrones way before I started watching it. And then I think I watched like Orange is the New Black before you watch it. We're always kind of like slightly off, but we like uh, refer shows to each other a lot. That's yeah. how we like, like a lot of the shows I watch are ones that you recommend to me. That's true. Yeah. Same here. That's so funny. But it's just never been like, we're not like TV friends. Yeah. That's like so we, we never watch TV shows together. Never. Like, never. Except for Twin Peaks now sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, okay. Yeah. I feel like that gives a good picture of us. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about your feelings about the show? Twin Peaks? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I just, and I, maybe I'm just a little frustrated and a little down because I feel like I'm getting to a point now where there's so much that I don't understand. Yeah. And I just like, I was kind of telling Jane a little bit about this before we recorded. Um, but I, I just, I'm not sure if like I'm, if everyone's feeling that right now or if I'm missing something, but I mean, I, f- I feel like everyone's got to be feeling it a little because they're really getting into a lot of the, um, what's the word? The, uh, super, uh, supernatural, supernatural. Like, yeah. Yeah. So who understands it? You right. Know? I, I feel yeah. like I should. I feel like I want to talk about specifically what you like what really blindsided you in this episode and maybe Mm -hmm. when we go through it that'll be easier but I feel the same way I think everything is just like kind of unraveling a little bit but I've also heard that that's kind of what happens with this season but Mm -hmm. we're only in episode two so I know well the first two of this season like I mean we talked about this last week totally they took a big turn they seriously did how this show is it's very different than last season I like if someone told me that it was a different showrunner, I wouldn't be surprised. But I know that mm-hmm. both of these episodes have been directed by David Lynch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just feels weird. Yeah, I'm just wondering why they kind of took this big of a turn. I don't know. Maybe this was the plan all along. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. So should we get into it? Yes. Okay, we are reviewing episode two of season two today, Coma. The director was David Lynch. Um, and I pulled up, so did you know that when the show was being, when it was put on syndication on Bravo, David Lynch created Log Lady intros for every episode? What? Yeah, did you know that? No, so what? He added them like at a later time. So what would... What do these consist of? So it's just an intro. The log lady is just introing the episode. And I have the log lady intro. I, I think I thought it'd be a good idea to read it. Yeah. Okay. Here I go. It's a little long, but bear with me. Okay. As above, so below, the human being finds himself or herself in the middle. There is as much space outside the human proportionally as inside. Stars, moons, and planets remind us of protons, neutrons, and electrons. Is there a bigger being walking with all the stars within? Does our thinking affect what goes on outside us and what goes on inside us? I think it does. Where does creamed corn figure into the workings of the universe? What really is creamed corn? Is it a symbol or something else? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty silly. (laughs) It's pretty silly, but... Actually, you reading that kind of made the episode make a little bit more sense to me. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm not totally sure why. I think just like the overall feel of it just kind of, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. 
I get it a little bit more. That's so funny. Yeah, I think we should start reading all of the Log Lady intros before we review each episode. Because if anything, it just, it, I mean, it's an intro, but it's, I mean, it's like a more a setup for like how this episode is going to be. Right. And like, well, hearing that after seeing the episode, I mean, I like can pinpoint a lot of moments and I'm like, oh, okay, kind of feel like maybe I have my, at least my own understanding of what he's trying to do with the episode. Like all the bizarreness. Yeah. But it's like still doesn't make sense. I don't know. It's confusing. So in this episode, Cooper receives some unsettling news and Audrey continues to work undercover as a hostess at One Eye Jackson, Canada. So we start this episode with Cooper and Albert having breakfast. Um, Albert seems kind of different this episode, this season too, don't you think? Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like I, I, I want this like change for Albert. Like I, I told, he was like my favorite character the first time that he came in into an episode. Yeah. Because I like the way that he affected other characters. And so I'm kind of like excited for him to change with this season. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So we open up with Cooper and Albert having dinner they're talking about the case and Cooper describes, you know, this third man, Bob and Albert is like, has anyone ever seen this guy? And Cooper's like, no, not at the moment. <laughs> He's like, well, only in my dreams. And Laura's mom saw him in a vision. So like, right. <laughs> it's like, that's where they've seen him. We've seen him. Yeah. And Albert makes a joke. I know. I really liked his joke. Yeah. Especially since it like, well, his joke was that he was saying what they found in Jacques' stomach, the contents in his stomach when they did the autopsy. And he's, like, naming off random things, like a license plate and all these ridiculous things, like, as if he was a shark or something. That's what I thought of. I don't know what you, yeah. what you thought of. I think he was supposed to be the whale in Pinocchio because he, <gasps> Pinocchio's in his belly, too. Oh, that makes so much more sense. See, all I could think of was, like, <laughs> it's Shark Week right now, so it sounds like a shark. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. That has nothing to do with what was going on at the time. <laughs> That's funny though. Um, yeah, I think I think he was making a fat joke. Honestly, <laughs> I think he was like, Probably we found you know he's like a whale and yeah, <laughs> we found Pinocchio. <laughs> and then we find out also that Cooper's old partner, Wyndham Earl, has escaped. Like, I, it sounds like he was in a psychiatric hospital. Yeah, that's they make it, which is already way. like a weird thing. And then we find out that he escaped. Yeah. So Cooper's previous partner went crazy and then is now like missing yeah so really is weird. this the first time that they brought up cooper's partner or kind of like his past work life i'm pretty sure yeah yeah this kind of seemed random out of the blue and i'm kind of wondering how, what role it's going to play with everything else that's going on because it doesn't have right? to do with the town doesn't have to do with the murder it just has to do with cooper but I feel like this whole episode is about expanding the universe because Ooh. they introduce new characters, uh-huh. they introduce the universe, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, later on. That makes so much um, sense. It's weird, like, yeah. this, uh, like, it makes so much sense and it doesn't make so much sense. There's, like, the way that, yeah, like, what you just said, like, this episode, they're expanding the universe. And then, so, of course, like, literally, they talk about space and, like, the universe. Like, like that goes hand in hand. It's like, right. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But I'm like, oh, I get what he's doing or what's happening a little bit more. Yeah. You get, like, what he's doing there. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I feel the same way. I feel like it's, like, he does this weird thing where it's, like, heavy-handed, but mm-hmm. not. Like, 
you know, talking about the universe when you're expanding the universe of your show is very heavy handed, but then he does all this stuff where it's like really vague. You don't really know what's going on. It's really, it's Mm -hmm. interesting. I don't know. I'm trying to think of another example of what I mean, but I feel like that's kind of his style is like, yeah, you know, it's kind of overkill. And then there's a surprise in there, I guess. What's this? I guess like, well, cause he, he's doing overkill of like being, you know, obviously like we're expanding the universe. We're going to talk about the universe. But then this episode is weird, too, so it's not that literal. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when you talk about Laura, too, he gets really heavy-handed about talking about what a good girl... Or not he, but he writes her to be such a good girl. And that gets, like, a little annoying and heavy-handed. And then you realize, like, all of it is mm-hmm. fake. I don't quite know what I'm trying to say. But I feel like he has two contradicting things that he does. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, the gist. No, no, definitely. And it gets, like... Sometimes it can be really lighthearted, like making something silly scary or making something scary silly. And then other times, like you're saying, it's just it's very heavy and it's so it's like has so much meaning. I don't know. It's like almost too much. It's like all the meaning, <laughs> like the universe. And then suddenly it's like nothing yeah, at the same time. Like, yeah, it's everything and nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are we giving him too much power? I don't know. We keep referring to him as he. <laughs> like, I'm like, wait. Let's I know. Just... It's like he's a god. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I keep accidentally saying, like, he talks about where it's like, oh, I mean, no, it's not really like a show of him talking. Yeah. He's like writing characters. We're giving him a lot of power. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> um, in this scene, too, we are introduced to a new character. Well, not really introduced, but we see a new character. Yeah. He was, I think he was introduced for the first time last episode. Oh, was he? Oh, crap. I probably missed it. Yeah, briefly, because he was looking for Josie. I'm not sure who he is, but he's, mm. yes, like someone new, and he's from out of town, and he went to look for Josie and then found out that Josie's out of town. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So then, yeah, so he's in this restaurant watching Cooper in this scene. Yeah, I wonder why that would be his, like, next step I don't know. after Josie. Because they have barely any connection. Because if he's in with Josie on this whole scheme that's been happening with the mill and all the money and everything, then maybe he's trying to see if, like, law enforcement's going to figure it out. Like, he's trying to keep an eye on them. Mm, Yeah. I mean, that makes the most sense, but I don't feel like that's necessarily what's going on. There's always so much more to it with this show. All right, so the next thing that happens is Donna takes over Laura's Meals on Wheels job. And she goes to her first location where she meets an old lady. Mm-hmm. And is this the part that upset you? <laughs> n- n- no, no. <laughs> Wait, did this upset you? Well, I feel like this is like the weirdest part for me. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Wait, you felt like this was the weirdest part? I think so. Unless I'm forgetting <laughs> something. It was definitely one of the weirder parts, but, um, yeah basically the lady gets her food and there's cream of corn on her plate and yeah she gets upset and tells donna like do you see cream of corn on my plate like i requested no cream of corn and then donna looks back at the plate and it's gone and there's this little boy sitting in the room and then he's magically holding the gross cream of corn in his hands (laughs) it's actually quite disgusting it's actually amazing because it's not leaking at all it's like his hands are a plate yeah, like you know, it's magic. If anything holding gross cream of corn in your hands and not spilling it anywhere is more magical than 
making it randomly jump from the plate into his hands without getting up. No exactly. Way. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Um, You're on board mm-hmm. with me. Um, do you know who that little boy I is? I do. Damn it, Alicia. <laughs> I like I like surprising you with the facts. I know. I kind of was like, ooh, I'm going to surprise Jane with this one. But then you already know it. Damn it. Should we not tell them? No, we have to now. <laughs> what if we just don't? So that little boy, he was really cute. Do you want to try to say it together? Uh, yeah, let, let's try. Okay. Okay. One. Wait, okay. Two. Two. Three. Three. He's, He's David, David Lynch's, Lynch's son. son. We did it. <laughs> we actually said the same exact thing. It. We just said it at different paces. Yeah. I thought you would be more excited about it, but you, you took the short route. <laughs> just get it um, out there quick. His name is Austin Jack Lynch. Austin Jack Lynch. Sometimes things happen just like this. And then he has cream of horn in his hands. <laughs> and he's kind of scared Donna. He just showed up out of nowhere in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought this was the weirdest part. And looking back, I think this, I feel like this is the weirdest part for me. This is the part where I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is so Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Ugh, whatever. I'll just deal with it. But then the grandma explains it and she's like, he's practicing magic. Oh, but come on. That's real magic. You don't expect people to like be able to perform real magic in this town. Well, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Only in this town. I just, maybe it's because I believe in magic. Oh, that I, it's like not a big deal. I'm like, okay, cool. (laughs) That kid knows how to do real magic. No big deal. (sighs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I, yeah, whatever. I wasn't a big fan of this scene. I really liked it. She gets a hint from the old lady to go talk to her neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so nothing really comes of that, Mr. Smith. But anyway, you know what I did think was interesting in the scene, though? What? Um, David Lynch has a pattern. He's a Lynchism where anytime he wants to make someone seem like an oddity or like interesting, mm-hmm. they wear a tuxedo. Oh. <laughs> Because the little man in the dream and the giant uh-huh. and this little boy and Cooper every once in a while. But like all of his, you know, supernatural characters uh-huh. wear tuxedos. Oh, interesting. Is that so that's just kind yeah. of his way of saying like, hey, this person's important. Really. I feel like it's like shorthand for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This person's going to be a real oddball. Yeah. I mean, because it's probably important. I mean, just when you think of this town, even it's just everyone and everything is just so casual and laid back and slower pace. It's like there is no reason to ever wear a tuxedo in this town. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. I was like, oh, man, another thing in a tuxedo, yeah, like <laughs> another human in a tuxedo. <laughs> now I'm going to look out for that. In tuxedos. <laughs> um, the next scene. Oh, no, I don't know if it's the next scene. Um. Oh, yeah, it is the next scene. I think this is my favorite scene of the okay. episode. What? Oh. Um, <laughs> Harry, Cooper, Harry and Cooper go to visit Ronette in the hospital, mm-hmm. and they're like, it's just, it's, like, great. They pull out these chairs from the hospital, um, from the side of her hospital room, and they're trying to be quiet because she just woke up from a coma, and they, like, don't know how to lower the chair seats and they spend like a good 30 seconds maybe yeah, a minute like, a like minute. reading the instructions to figure yeah. out how to lower the chairs uh, that was so good and they're like whispering the instructions to each other that was really strange i mean that was kind of 
weird that they kept that in, that they put that in, because if something happened like that while you're filming, you know, and, and things like that happen all the time while you're filming, like you would never yeah. include that. Do you think that that was, I mean, I think that was written in the script. Do you think that it wasn't? I I don't know. It, it could go either way. That's true. It could be purposeful, and it just, like, automatically made me more aware that I was watching a show. Oh. Just because that's so kind of real life that, like, that happens all the time. Like, you go somewhere, and then the chair's not there, and you want to adjust the chair. You know, it's just kind of like a normal, ordinary, everyday thing, which you don't, which, like, generally are not put into movies or TV shows. Those things are cut out because... Yeah. Well, TV shows don't, like, not, like, don't depict real life 100%. They cut out those boring dull moments, but yeah, they kept that in there, which is kind of odd. I think I liked it because these two uh-huh. people are like gaining importance in the show, and they're seeming they're seemingly like becoming they they feel like they're smarter and smarter, and have a lot of prestige. And like I feel like the scene just takes them back down to like oh they're just like small town cops, uh-huh. which Cooper isn't really like he's an FBI agent, but. I just feel like that's more what, to me, what it felt like is like, you know, I don't know. They're just two like bumbling fools. Like they're no better than Andy, basically. Hmm. That's what it felt like to I me. I can totally see that. It's like, yeah, they're just like everyone else. They're no better than yeah. anyone else. And I just, I thought it was really funny that they were trying to whisper <laughs> because she was like sleeping. Uh, yeah. I really like that scene. That's my moose head. And then I hated the next scene. What? Which is Andy in the tape. We, I specifically wrote that down as my moose head. Andy with the tape. <laughs> well, finally we have a different moose head. I loved it. I thought that was the funniest thing. Oh like I was God. sitting through the chairs and I'm like, okay, normal TV shows and movies would cut this out. And I'm just like, kind of like, okay, I'm ready to move on. That's really funny. But when it got to Andy, he just like ridiculously covered in tape and he like couldn't put up a poster sign of like, have you seen this person? <laughs> I just thought that was the most ridiculous, funny thing. I uh, loved it. Oh my God. We're on different <laughs> pages right now. Um, in that same scene, we see Bobby's father meet our hero, the log lady. <laughs> and her log. And um, she gives him advice. And the advice is to deliver the message. Um, and I was just really excited to see her. And you know what else? We find out her first name. I know. It's, it's a nice first name. I know. I love it. Margaret. I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. And we find out she's into chewing tobacco, which I wouldn't have thought. And she likes spitting it out in random places. Yeah. <laughs> which we saw last episode, but I didn't, I don't know if I realized it was chewing tobacco. Yeah. I, I, didn't, but, I thought it was gum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I was really excited to see her again. I feel like she's like more being more prominently shown in each episode, which mm-hmm. makes me happy. And I, I also really like the way that um, Bobby's dad kind of, I don't know, just like talks to her, reacts to her. He just comes off very patient and understanding. And then at the end, he knew what she was talking about. Like normally it wouldn't make sense what she's saying or like, you know, like my log saying this. But he's like, I I, I know what you mean. And he like knows exactly what she's talking about when she says deliver the message. It's really interesting. He's like really becoming my favorite character and I'm really excited that he gets to do more and more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we know a little bit more about what he does. Yeah. 
so he delivers the message to Cooper, which is, uh, is this the part that you thought was too weird? Well, is this the, the part that this I is you? one of the parts that, that I did think I'm like, oh, okay, this is like, I mean, obviously the show is expanding way beyond this town and it's taking in like all of these ridiculous things that people in the present time don't even understand, like having to do with outer space and like, mm-hmm. um, just like picking up communication from, I don't even know where, what, right. like he kind of reveals, right. so Agent Briggs, Bobby's dad reveals that his job, which he's been really secretive about, like has to do with like outer space and. Yeah. He picks up satellite communications mm-hmm. um, and he gets a communication the night that Cooper gets shot. He gets a communication that says um, the owls are not what they seem. And then. Cooper, Cooper, Cooper. And so he knows to deliver the message to Cooper, and he does. Um, and yeah, I mean, I thought this was really odd. It was odd. It's like not really fitting for Twin yeah. Peaks. It almost feels like a X-Files episode. Um, but I'm really curious to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. It does make this whole thing seem so, like, much bigger yeah. than it is. Like it was just a story about a girl getting murdered. Now suddenly it's like in outer yeah. space and Cooper is being talked to by aliens or yeah. something. I, I think <laughs> um, it just, maybe, yeah. I mean, once that information came and like a few other things that happened in the episode as well, like maybe I just started to feel overwhelmed that like, Oh my gosh, this, in, this episode in this town and this murder, like it encompasses so much more and I can't wrap my head around it. And it just yeah. started to feel a little overwhelming where it's just like, uh. <laughs> yeah. And it's almost kind of like this mystery is never going to be solved because there's just new huge things every episode. That's what it feels like. And with the end of the first season, it really felt like we were getting so many answers and felt like we were getting yeah. closer. And now with this new season, they've introduced so many th- more things that are just completely beyond. You're right anything yeah and it's just like wait a second i thought we were getting closer not like further away from getting answers so just yeah it's just overwhelming i think all it is yeah totally i know um we also see we get a little update on andy and lucy um (gasps) they've been fighting we found out lucy was pregnant and then since then they've kind of just been fighting um but today we see andy finally gets up the courage to talk to lucy and he tells her that he's sterile. And so he's like, you know, how could you possibly be pregnant if I'm sterile? And she doesn't give him an answer. No. <laughs> I was so sad. It was really sad because like. Like, what does that mean? You come to someone with information that like, you know that your girlfriend is pregnant and you know that it's not your child. It's like, give me answers. And she doesn't. Yeah, I'm in the right now. Like you did something mm-hmm. wrong. And she just, like, acts like she's still mad. Yeah, like, she's mad at him. You know, maybe she was impregnated by aliens. Then it's not her fault. Maybe. <laughs> maybe she knew he gave sperm to the clinic. And she... No. No. <laughs> I don't even know. No, that doesn't make sense. Because she was surprised by the pregnancy. I can't imagine Lucy cheating on him. Yeah, I couldn't either. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I just want to know what happened there. Maybe it was aliens. I think that's, that whole scene made me sad, too, because Lucy's been one of my favorites. Aww. And to think of her cheating on Andy just made me really upset. Yeah. Which is why it could only be that aliens impregnated her. I think you're right. It's got to be aliens. 
<laughs> Should we have a new instead of who who killed Laura Palmer? We'll have a who impregnated Lucy <laughs> thing that we do. <laughs> we'll answer that question every episode from now on. Um, and Lucy gets like a really weird phone call um, mm-hmm. that we don't really know who it's from. I don't. Yeah, it's a, she basically just gets a phone call and the person doesn't want to. He wants to speak with Cooper. Was it Cooper? He wants to speak with Truman. Truman. And he won't state who he's, who he is, basically. Yeah. So she hangs up on him. Yeah. So like, I can't let you talk to him if you don't tell me who you are. Right. I thought that was interesting. It's just like a little tidbit of mystery. Um, <clears throat> because it could be a really important person and she just kind of hung up on them. Or like somebody with like really important information. But I don't know. It's so shady. Yeah. Um, we find out that we we see Jerry and Ben. They're trying to figure out which um, accounting book to burn. Oh, yeah, the ledger that Catherine made. Yeah, so they're trying to figure out which one to burn. And they say that Catherine is dead. Mm-hmm. So who knows if that's true, but they think it's true. I don't think she's dead. I don't think so either. Because every time I think someone's dead in this show, they're not. Like Leo. Yeah. Like, he still keeps surviving. Like, even now, he's in a coma. He's still not dead after he was shot. Right. And, like, right. the fact that they're hitting it on the nose so much that Catherine's dead and everyone's so confident that she's dead, even though there's no proof, makes me think she's, she's not There's dead. no way. Yeah. She's too resourceful. I know. Too. Like, I feel like she's too smart to die. Mm-hmm. She'll never die. We also see that Leland knows Bob. Oh, yeah. That's, that was big. Yeah, and after he says that, Jerry says, is this... Oh, no, Ben says, kill Leland to Jerry, which I don't know. Do you think that's going to happen? It kind of seemed like... I don't know. It kind of seemed like a joke, but I would not be surprised if they kill him. And then Jerry says, is this real or is it some twisted dream? And that makes me feel like... I was trying to figure out, like, what does he mean by, like, or is this some twisted dream? Is he just, like, being cheeky, or does he actually have meaning behind that? And if he actually has meaning behind that, it makes me feel like Ben and Jerry know Bob and hired him to do something. Mm. And now they're like, what the hell? Bob has some sort of connection to Leland that we didn't even know about? Like, I feel like that's why they would react that way. Yeah, And it it almost makes me think that, I mean, Jerry's not, like, the what's that phrase? Like the sharpest pencil pencil in the bunch or whatever. Right. Whatever. Not the sharpest uh, tool in the shed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The tool in the shed? I don't know. I'm, now I'm getting confused. Not the brightest bulb. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of makes me think that, well, one that Ben and Jerry, um, are, have been, in, they're involved in so much shady stuff and, Jerry's not that smart, so it makes me think that he was manipulated to do certain things. So when mm-hmm. Ben says, like, I want you to kill Leland, he's kind of like, wait, is this real or is this a dream? Like, maybe he was tricked into doing something before because he was made to think it was oh, a dream. That's interesting. I don't know, that's kind of what Why I Why do you think that Jerry's not smart? I don't know, it just seems kind of like silly and dumb kind of like childlike he's just like not totally with it i feel like he's smart but he's just like a little like playboy rich drug using yeah like 
man child. He's easily manipulated though. That's true. I could definitely see that. But he also seems like a manipulator. Like the conversation that we had, he had with Blackie last episode, Mm -hmm. he actually seemed very intimidating (sighs) to me. He kind of freaked me out. I don't know. I can't put my finger on his character completely, but. I think I like his character. I definitely like him more than Ben. Mm. I'm not a huge fan of Ben. He just seems so sleazy. Like that just seems like the number one, seems like number one adjective to describe him. Mm -hmm. Um, We say Hank briefly in this episode. Um, turns out Harry is his parole officer and also a childhood friend. Mm. And the other thing we see briefly is his domino. Oh yeah, they show close up on that. Which, when is that going to come into play? When are they going to tell us what the story behind that is? Yeah, stop showing it. Just like do something with it. I feel like it's going <laughs> to I don't know what it means. Something random that's not actually important to the storyline at all. Because it kind of reminds me of Nadine's eye patch thing, or something that was always there. Oh. And it seems like it was a big deal, or maybe it had to do with something or someone, but really it was just like an accident on their honeymoon, like a long time ago. And it's just kind of, I don't know. And they're putting so much emphasis on yeah. this domino, and then I think it's going to be something that's not that big of a deal, maybe. That's a really good point. Yeah, I feel like Nadine's eye patch makes her feel like sinister. Yeah. Kind Mm -hmm. of. And we even thought she was like the killer in the beginning Mm -hmm. because we had no one else to go off of. And then it like she's just like the sweetest character. Some of our killer prediction in the beginning got so off. Yeah. Nadine was a killer at one point. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that makes it like amazing though because of course we're going to be off. We didn't know anything. If you see this girl with an eye patch, you think she's a badass, but really she's just like this innocent, helpless woman in love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't get mad when her husband shot her eye out. Yeah. The one huge thing that we haven't talked about is Audrey. <gasps> Audrey. Poor baby. Oh, I feel so bad for her. So we like we kind of see her she ties up her father's um employee who is at one eye jacks. Boss at the perfume counter, right? Mm-hmm. And she like basically tells him all the information that she knows, and she's kind of trying to blackmail him. That seems kind of amazing. Like she's such a badass. She's practically like choking him to death. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it all kind of falls apart. Like she she gets a phone, she calls Cooper, and then and she's kind of talking to him and telling him, you know, I am stuck somewhere. But I'm going to leave right now. And then we see Blackie hang up the phone. And it seems like she's been caught and she's like still stuck at one eye jacks. Mm-hmm. And the, that perfume counter boss is standing behind Blackie. So he obviously yeah. told Blackie what she did. Right. Yeah. Audrey's always kind of seems to be in her weakest state around Cooper. That's so true. Interesting. I mean, probably because that's a really good point. Kind of in love with him, but. but Cooper also said something very sweet this mm-hmm. episode, where he's like, "Aubrey's absence touches me in ways I would not would not have predicted." Mm-hmm. I find myself not thinking not of clues but of the contents of her smile. That was a really sweet line. Oh, oh, <laughs> killer. He kind of like I don't know where he saw her before. He kind of realized things maybe that he didn't realize before. After she's gone missing. Yeah. I really love that moment when she's reported missing to the police. And 
Truman tells Cooper. And it's just like this moment where the camera zooms in on him and it's like, you know that it has an effect on him, him hearing that news. It just kind of... Yeah. It's like, oh. It was really good. It does feel so good for her. Maybe they can be together. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Um, Isn't it weird? Like, we... In the first episode, and maybe more... Like, in the first few, all of the high school kids were, like, going to high school. And now, suddenly, they haven't gone to high school in, like, a long time, I feel like. vacation? I know. I think it's, like, October. <laughs> yeah. Last episode, Bobby's dad asked him, like, how was school? But Bobby obviously wasn't at school all day. And he was kind of like... <laughs> yeah. Like, They're, like, in the hospital. And, like, Audrey's been locked up in a... Yeah. Some sort of sex dungeon <laughs> now for days. <laughs> yeah. It just seems funny. Oh my god, the way Audrey's dad calls in her um, absence is so horrible. He doesn't care at all. He's like, my daughter's Audrey missing. And they're like, what? He's like, yeah, for like a couple of days or something. Yeah, and then just like hangs up. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. Um, so Shelly and Bobby are together and we find out that Leo's in a coma. Bobby has called into his health insurance and they basically found a way to get money off of him. Cause it seems like he's just going to be a vegetable for the rest of his life. Yeah. And it sounds like their plan is to just like move in together. Let Leo live there as a vegetable, as a vegetable which seems crazy and just collect the disability mm-hmm. or yeah, whatever you would call it. Um, I, I really like them. I hate this plan. Yeah. I mean, Shelly didn't really seem okay with it. It, it doesn't seem like it's going to be something that's going to be okay. I hope it does not continue. Well, I don't think it will continue because even though they show that Leo's in a coma, when they left the room at the hospital, he started to open his eyes. He did? I didn't notice that. You didn't see that? No. Yeah. Oh, shit. I must have looked away for a second. So I don't know if he's, like, he's woken up and he's kind of pretending. Oh, my God. That he's out. Because he knows he's probably going to go to jail. Yeah. Uh, Or if, um... He just woke up. I'm, I'm not sure, but he's seems okay. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, just <Yeah>. die. <laughs> you know, we thought he was dead like twice now. He never just dies. die already. Ugh, I hate him. Um, the other thing is Ronette. It she is out of her coma, and Cooper and Harry talk to her, and they question her a little bit. And the only thing they really get out of her is one half word what is she saying it sounds like she's saying train yeah because they're like are you in the train car are you back in the train car she's saying like train that's my impression (laughs) yeah (laughs) well that your impression is very calm because she was freaking out because she was reacting (laughs) i know i know i just realized it was really bad um i was like half half fast (laughs) doing it (laughs) um so good at impressions jane (laughs) thank you (laughs) Um, yeah, so we find, I mean, it seems like hopefully she'll come too. Maybe she'll have more information soon, but train car or she was found on the train tracks. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I didn't give us a lot, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, the only thing is that she has a strong reaction to seeing the picture of Bob. Right. It does give us that. Yeah. So it just brings us back to Bob again. That's true. That's true. And so I think the only thing we haven't talked about, which is kind of one of the final big scenes, is with Donna and Maddie and James. Oh, 
my god so first of all are they in like a band now like what the hell is going on <laughs> like they're sitting in the living know. room on the floor recording singing and playing the guitar and it go to, it went on for way too long i know <laughs> i kind of like the song though it kind of like i liked it like lulled me into a hypnotized state um this scene was so heartbreaking and it totally hits the nail on the head like donna is exactly in the place that we said she was yeah it just really confirmed it and she knows it now yeah she's just like she's trying to play it cool and she's doing a horrible job of it it's so sad she yeah i mean it looks like maddie and james are falling in love she like runs out of the room and james follows her and he's like what's wrong and she's like, nothing. And then starts to make out with him. She seems so desperate. It's, oh, it's so sad. It's like very heartbreaking. I'm really liking her more now that this turn of events is happening. I just want to like make her see the light, you know? Yeah. It's weird. It's so different than how she was last episode, episode two. She kind of keeps going back and forth between... I don't know, at least, like, trying to act like someone she's not, like, or trying to act like Laura because she thinks that's what Bobby wants. But then, really, she's, like, really troubled and insecure, and then she, like, goes back to that, and you see that. Yeah. I think it's a classic... That's, like, a classic best friend of someone who is over-the-top outgoing and crazy and wild. Mm -hmm. It's, like, the classic best friend is, like, a little more shy, but like, you know, once that other person is out of the picture, they want to be the big, crazy, wild one. And then they realize like, oh, wait, that's not yeah, me. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's a classic and story. Because she's kind of in this similar situation, that, similar situation that she was before when, you know, her and Laura were best friends. And Laura was dating uh, James and secretly like mm-hmm. James and Donna had a thing. And then now there's like a third person again, Maddie, who coincidentally looks just like laura creepy and maddie's kind of there's like this yeah, it's love triangle going on she keeps like finding herself yeah. in it and she's kind of like the weaker weaker link yeah i don't know it was really weird but i did i kind of did like although it is weird that they're you know recording music together and they have like professional grade recording <laughs> <laughs> systems i did i did feel like a little piece of high school like i could see doing that with my two friends in high school if we were all yeah you know singers or something like let's make a song together type thing it felt like very real life e, mm-hmm. which i liked um but yeah it was a little heartbreaking i feel bad for donna i feel yeah. for her for sure and then so while james is trying to talk to donna um and maddie's in the living room alone she sees bob Oh, I forgot about this part. And this part legitimately scared it was me. Scary. Like scary. This is the first time that I like I was really afraid and really creeped out. Because he's like oh my God. crawling towards her and he's coming towards her like over the couch and he just gets closer and closer and he's like pushing the lamp aside and it's just and she's screaming and I I, I don't know. It was really effective and it was really scary. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. It was really effective. It really freaked me out. This character, Bob, he's so creepy. He looks like a coyote <laughs> a little bit. Like a human coyote. Oh my God. It was really <laughs> scary. And then it just confused me more because, I mean, James and Donna run in because she's like screaming and freaking out, but like they don't see him. Right. And she's like, he's not what? there. Like, they basically told us at this point that Bob is the killer. But yeah. Like, is he a real person? Like, what is he? Right. Like, I don't know. I think he's going to end up being a real person, but 
Well, no, I don't know. But how are some people saying and some people not? And like, I'm, I have I no know. idea. I just feel like, I don't know. No, I mean, I think when they see him, they're not really seeing him. I think they're seeing a vision of him because they're surrounded by like things that are reminding them of Laura or other girls who have been murdered by him. Uh-huh. And so all of this stuff is like in the air and that's why they're seeing images of him. Mm-hmm. But I think someone is going to see him for real. But then the giant says like only one person has seen him. Yeah. Or seen his body. His body. I so I think that's like means like actually seeing him as a person. And yeah, I mean, after this episode, I think that's Leland. Yeah, you might be right. He's the only per- like. Maybe I think Leland's the killer. I think it's Leland. He knows Bob. He knew Bob as a child. So like Bob can't be the same age as he was uh-huh. when Leland was a child. Leland's like an older man. Yeah. And maybe he's like the killer and he's projecting this other persona, Bob. And so people keep seeing Bob, but really it's Leland. He's got a split personality. Split personality type thing? Yeah. Yeah, because after, after Leland said that he knew Bob and it was like his neighbor at his grandpa's house when he was a little kid... I like. I was like, wait, Bob. Like Leland kind of looks like Bob a little bit. He just like I don't know. There's like similarities in their face, in their facial features a little bit. Yeah. And then I was like, what if Leland is Bob? But then they showed Bob in like a later scene, and I was like, no, it's not him. Right. But it's just like yeah, like there's something. I think it's him. I'm choosing him as the killer of the yeah. week. I, I agree. Leland I again. Leland. This is like my third time choosing him. <laughs> I really don't necessarily think that he knows that he did it either. Me neither. I really don't. And like, but he killed what's his face, and Ozark. then yeah. you know he was he's acting like he's fine now, yeah. which is weird. Like that's a weird thing for a human being to do. Yeah. He's obviously got so, some kind of some kind of personality disorder, some kind of psychological disorder, and then the fact that as soon as he says that he knows Bob, like if he is Bob. And then Jerry was saying, like, wait, is is this real or is this a dream? I don't know. They're, like, all involved somehow. Yeah. And we've thought that before, but I'm just, like, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's, like, the three of them mm-hmm. are the main people right now. And the other thing sure. that gets brought up a couple times is this, the owls are not what they seem. Uh-huh. The giant comes back at the end and he says that again, right? Yes. And then... Well, no, 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 oh. no. He's. I think he's just dreaming of when he saw him originally. Oh, oh, oh. But it's just like that was stated a couple times this episode and it came up in that, the in the satellite um, gibberish. The owls are not what they seem. And I have no right. idea what that could mean. Do you have any idea what that could mean? I think the law lady said something about the owls in the forest, yeah. in the weird forest. Yeah, she did. So I think they're talking about that. And to me, it sounds like... I don't know if she referenced this or if I'm just making this up, but it sounds like something like, like someone is watching mm-hmm. and I, Aliens. And that person is not what they seem type thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like the owls are like surveillance. I don't know where I'm com- coming up with this. She either referenced her. I'm just completely making mm-hmm. it up, but that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Someone is watching and it's not what it seems. Yeah. Like you think it's something normal or something that you seen all like all your life that's just kind of been there or someone that's kind of been there yeah but yeah they're not what they seem 
Right. Because owls in the woods is like totally normal. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But it's almost like there's owls in the woods, but really they're like surveillance cameras. Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> or something. <laughs> or aliens. Yeah, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so many new questions this episode. So many. What do you rate this episode? Oh, I don't know. Like, it was good, but there's just so many open-ended questions that literally could be anything. Yeah. Um, like maybe a six. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. This is okay. like the lowest rating I've given an episode. Yeah, it definitely is. I'm, I think I'm going to give it a nine. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this one and I don't even know why I think I was just happy after last week you didn't like last week's episode though you gave last week's a low score and I gave last week's a high score that's what I'm saying is I hated last week's and it's like it felt good to be back on a more not completely even but definitely more even but you did not feel that way because I felt like I was so energized after last episode that's funny and then this one I'm like I feel kind of just like drained and overwhelmed and I'm like, oh, so much to think about. And I just like, I just That's want so funny. It's funny answers. that we're opposites right now. I know. Um, we talked about the log lady. Did we talk about food this week? Was there anything no. big? Well, the cream of the corn thing. Oh yeah. Duh. <laughs> and then that old lady that's getting the meals on wheels. She even said, they used to feed me hospital food. So like Meals on Wheels used to bring her hospital food. I don't know. But I was just like the hospital food comes back again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was sure almost what. expecting the bubbling sound. <laughs> just from talking about it. Yeah. Um, we talked about our moose heads. We talked about the ratings. Did you have a favorite character this week? Hmm. This week. I think I think my favorite character is the log lady. Wow. Have we ever <laughs> chosen shopping. her? I don't know. Oh, that's exciting. Know, she, like, she had such a small scene, but it was an important scene. And yeah. like all her little quirks, I just I really like them. I really like that um Agent Briggs was just trying to be nice. I was like, do you want some cream for your coffee? And she just like is kind of rude and just puts her hand over her cup. And is like, <laughs> you know, like, but it's even though it's kind of a rude thing to do, she still doesn't come off rude. It's just kind of like, oh, like that's how she is. And that's one of her quirks. And I don't know. I just I just like her. Yeah, I like that. I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to choose Donna this week just because Donna. Yeah, I've never really liked her in the past. And now I'm like starting to like her because I feel for her. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, I just feel like she had a really real moment this episode. And I want her to like realize a little bit more about herself and stop pretending to be something she's not. Aww. I'm supporting you, Donna. Okay. That's <laughs> I'm here for you. Um, who's your killer of the week? Did you already say? Yeah, we we, we both chose Leland. We both chose, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been episode two of season two. We love you guys. Um, Thank you for listening. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a review. Let us know you're listening. You can send us an email at logladiespodcast at gmail.com. Please email us and let us know that you're listening. And you can follow us on Twitter on um, at logladiespod. 
Yeah. Thank, thank you. you for listening. <laughs>